0: guys. Welcome to Coffee with Coach. This next episode is with Tiffany Eddy. It was so nice to catch back up with Tiffany. Hadn't seen her in a minute and uh, really nice to see her. This uh, episode's really valuable. Tiffany uh, was a broadcast journalist for years and is a communication specialist um, with media relations, marketing, media coaching, all that kind of stuff. You can check her out at tiffanyeddy.com. Or she's also got this great brand called Smart, Strong, and Sassy. You can find that at smartstrongandsassy.com. Tiffany, thank you so much. Hope you guys enjoy this. Bye-bye. It looks awesome. And Thanks. and let's just make sure people know, Let's because we better get started. I don't know how long my Zoom call is going to last. I think it goes up to 40 minutes max because I got the the free trial. But um, Tiffany, Eddie, welcome to Coffee with Coach. Do you, do you have a coffee? Do you have a mug? Yes, yeah. I knew you would
1: cheers
0: cheers i actually made coffee it's my second coffee of the afternoon so if i get jittery you'll know why
1: i will i will do my best to not make you jittery
0: (laughs) well welcome to the show and um i see the smart strong sassy words behind you and i definitely want to get into that what is that and uh and what's it all about
1: Smart, Strong, Sassy is a company that is inspiring women by sharing people's stories. Uh, Inspiring women and people, really, by through the uh, sharing of our real stories. So, As a former reporter, I enjoyed telling people stories. So it gives me an opportunity to go out and meet someone and and talk about what sort of challenges they faced and how they overcame them and what sort of advice they would have for maybe their younger self or other people that might want to follow in their footsteps. So it's really stories can be transformative and we learn so much through someone else's journey. So it's an opportunity to help inspire and empower um, other people by being real and honest. And so actually been in a little bit of a hiatus with everything that's been going on, kind of getting everything set up, but uh, we're getting ready to try to kind of do what you're doing and, and talk to different people about how they're surviving this crisis right now.
0: Well, please call me from Smart Strong Sassy and, and have me talk to that. And be I would
1: love to. You're, you're got <laughs> you're headquarters right here.
0: Awesome. Well, I love that the story is like the foundational piece of, of the brand. I did a lot of looking at the, at the website and I love that. What are you doing with the information? So, you know, we, we have a story from someone. Um, How can we, how can we use that story to then help someone else?
1: By sharing it. And it really is, is that if you can find someone who's being real and honest and is willing to share their journey, we can learn so much from each other. So it's really trying to, you know, word of mouth, and you think about how, you know, just over time, we, we helped people or the next generation by, by keeping track of history or, um, you know, sharing stories, telling stories, and so that's part of it, and then it's grown into what have we learned from those stories, and um, I'm in the process of trying to develop a, a curriculum or some workshops that might be helpful based off of the information we've gotten from uh, just learning from other people.
0: Wow, very cool. Yeah, um, I guess with technology today, we have like so many more um, mediums to share our story. You know, whether it be through writing or video or picture, there's just an abundance of opportunity to share our story. Um, but I guess some of those harder stories can be harder to share. And there's, there can be some kind of insecurity with sharing like difficult things that I've been through adversity. Um, I can imagine that comes up. So I guess what what can you say to people that that might be hesitant to share their story?
1: One of the things that got me in this is, um, first of all, having been a broadcast journalist for so many years, my background was was sharing stories to hopefully make a difference. But when I was uh, working at WMUR years ago, um, and hopefully my kids are upstairs and they're using a blender right now because of course when i asked (laughs) good timing kids and said you know mom's gonna do an interview can i just have like 30 minutes of quiet they take out the blender and they're using the blender hey
0: they're quarantined they can do whatever
1: (laughs) and they do um but when i was at channel nine and i was a cub reporter i was uh, sent out to go do a story on this woman who had been abused by her husband and she finally got the courage to press charges and he went to jail and she wanted to do an interview because she wanted to help other people and she felt that by sharing her story it might make a difference and so I was the reporter who was sent out to go tell her story and I remember doing the interview and remember doing the best job possible that I could with the story and then you put it out into the universe and you hope for the best and fast forward like five six years later and I was having lunch at Fortello's in Manchester with a friend and we had a really sweet young waitress and she was acting really weird around me. And the person who I was having lunch with at one point was like, what did you do to this woman? I was like, I have no idea. I've never seen her before in my life. And at the end of lunch, she came over and she was like, Tiffany Eddy? And I was like, yeah. And she said, I want to thank you. And I was like, why do you want to thank me? I should be thanking you. And she said, I want to thank you because you saved my life. And I was like, how? Up, how did that happen? And she said, years ago, you did a story about a woman who had been abused. And she said, that was me. And that was my life. And when I saw that, that gave me the courage to make changes. And today I don't live in fear. So thank you. And it was truly one of the most profound moments of my professional career. I think one of the most profound moments in my life to have actually had a part in making someone's life so much better, you know, for the positive. And it wasn't my story. I was just a conduit to, you know, help somebody else's story get out there. But it really resonated with me in that stories have power and they can be transformative. So I guess to answer your question, if somebody's hesitant to share, just think about the tremendous value that their story might have on someone else. And the other things I hear sometimes from people is they say, oh, I don't have a story. My story is not worth sharing. I am not that exciting. Everybody's story has value and everybody's story has value to somebody else. So it is, it can be difficult sometimes sharing a story. Um, but it, it just it can make such a difference for so many other people
0: yeah well said and I think there is like a serendipitous nature to it too between connection and and sharing the story you seeing that person at the at the restaurant you know if you continue to share it becomes serendipity and you start making more connections and kind of a web um, throughout the world hopefully yeah
1: yeah it definitely and. I think the the more I reach out and the more that I talk to people, the more and you hear this a lot right now with, with COVID-19 going around, but we're all in this together. And, and right now it really does feel like that, but you know at some point we will, we will go back out and, and hopefully this will pass, but we are all in this together and we are all humans. And when we lift each other up, we're all stronger.
0: Yeah. I, I noticed that, uh, on your website, you know, you talked about how you've traveled the world, you've traveled a lot um, for your job as a broadcast journalist, Um, but the local community and the story is where you truly found more meaning. Can you talk about that a little bit, local community together?
1: I'm really fortunate because I live in a really tiny little town in New Hampshire that I love, and I've made some wonderful connections here. And I used to think, like I ended up in New Hampshire, I thought New Hampshire was going to be a stepping stone for me. And I thought I'm, you know, this is going to be one stop on the pathway to, you know, much bigger and better places. And when I got here, and I spent a little bit of time here, I realized that this was really a place that I loved and that bigger and better was right here. Because New Hampshire, I think is such a wonderful, unique place where you can make such a difference in your community, either statewide or locally. And so I think it's, for me at least, it's more gratifying to, to know that you're helping your, your neighbors, um, the people in your community, and to be able to see the impact that you're having you know, firsthand is um, you know, something that I find personally inspiring. And it makes me feel really good to be able to do something in the community and then you know, see how it might benefit people who live nearby or people who live in, in the area.
0: Sure. And with what's going on right now, this is like the perfect time to, to make those closer connections.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. Well, we don't have much time. And I need you to help me answer some coaching questions, try to tap into to coaching a little bit. Okay. Um, I might be putting you on the spot a little bit, and I'll try to help you through that. But I want you to. I know
1: very little um, about basketball.
0: Well, it doesn't have to be basketball. Anything leadership or co- coaching oriented, I can apply it to basketball. Hopefully, okay. I'll try. So this is connected to your story. Uh, my friend, Josh Craigie, I put this out um, to the community and people ask questions for me. So this is, I like how this is working out, but my friend Josh Craigie asked this question, what's a life lesson that you learned the hard way that you were able to take a positive from and pass it on to other people to share and learn from your mistakes? So, okay, i have
1: to think about that one for a second. I was a painfully shy as a child and I really had difficulty speaking and using my voice. So the whole journey of for me to be able to to get out and to speak in front of people to do an interview with you is is something that if somebody had talked to me, you know, 20 plus years ago, they would have said you you're going to go be a broadcast journalist or you're going to do interviews because it's I crazy. really was that person <laughs> who was hiding. And I got into Broadcast journalism because I really loved combining um, visual images with the written word and I loved telling stories and I loved Interviewing people but I was uncomfortable being in front of the camera. It made my heart beat and I was um, Just you know sweating and and couldn't speak I couldn't spit out my words and I was awful and I can remember my mother even looking at one of my early um, Attempts at trying to um, be on camera and she's like, well, you know, maybe you should think about being a lawyer Mm -hmm. and It took me a long time to try to work through it where I could actually speak in front of other people. And I really needed to do it for myself. Like in my mind, I was like, I have to overcome this fear. Otherwise, it's going to own me for the rest of my life. And so what I would say, to try to answer your question, is that, um, you know, there was a lot of failure on the way. I I actually, at one point, I I finally got a TV job and I was on camera um, in Albany, New York, and I got fired. Um, not because I was a bad employee, but they just said, you know, look, you're, you're not good enough to be um, in this market, and we're really sorry. We'll put you behind the scenes, but you just can't do um, anything in front of the camera, and I was devastated, um, and I can remember going out with a, a girlfriend, and I was thinking that was the end, and I was going to give up, and she basically said, you know what, you're going to go home, and you're going to set your alarm early, and you're going to get up and you're gonna call every news director in a 100 mile radius of here and you're gonna get another job. And I did in 48 hours, I had another job in a much smaller market that was a much better learning ground. And then I got the skills and the experience that I needed to continue on my journey. But I would say that, um, that we all fail and um, sometimes failure seems embarrassing, but it really can be instrumental and also part of the process.
0: Yeah, I think just just like you have have been saying sharing the story um because when you're when you're in adversity when you're feeling down it feels like the worst, you know, or worse than anyone else's story and and it's all relative, you know. Um we can't really judge other people's stories compared to ours because ours feels like the worst. Um but I guess sharing sharing that with others kind of allows people to identify with it and 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 see that other people are going through some hard stuff too.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's the tagline, sharing is strength. And I believe sharing is strength. Sharing is strength for the person who is sharing. um, It helps get it off their chest and helps them um, feel like they um, are making a difference for other people. And for the person who is listening, um, they're getting something out of it and they're hopefully learning um, because of the story. So I think sharing is strength, both the person who's the storyteller and the person who's listening. So yeah. I
0: didn't, I didn't think about it for the storyteller. That's a good point. All right. Got another question for you. You ready? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so Kenny Olette wrote, how do you deal with social media from the aspect of recruiting and behavior from your players on these apps? Now at the high school level where, where I'm currently coaching, there is no recruiting for me per se. Um, but these players are on all the social media apps and i know that you have been connected to media for some time you sh- you seem to know it well i guess in a more general uh question what is your feel about media and how you think of it
1: well i I've, i'm a news junkie so i i watch probably I've tuned back a little bit with what's going on, but I do appreciate the media and I know how much hard work goes into producing those shows and how hard the reporters work to go out and get the interviews. And and so much goes into um, putting a production together. Uh, Just it's such a team effort. Um, So, so many people from producers and directors and behind the scenes people to reporters and videographers. As far as social media goes, I, I'm probably not the best expert. I've been doing a lot of content for um, for some other people right now, for some of my clients. And it's um, there's a lot of content being produced right now by a lot of people who are, are in their houses and, and trying to do something positive. Some of the content's really, really good. Um, but... I'm on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, and I don't tweet as much, but have that. But then I look at my 15-year-old daughter, and she's constantly on Instagram and always posting these beautiful pictures, which um, is amazing to me. So uh, I don't know if that answers your question, but um, as far as the news media goes, I, having been part of them you always hear, oh, it's the media or the liberal media or this media. When I was part of the media, we never had an agenda. We were Our agenda was to go out and to get the truth and to find the truth, whatever the truth was, and to tell the story and to step, tell a balanced story. Um, so that's my perspective on the media. I think they're doing... Um, it's It's hard to watch sometimes because there's a lot of bad news right now, but they're doing their job to cover the story.
0: Yeah, good point. I like how you seem... You seem more positive about it. A lot of people are are somewhat negative and, and and especially to social media and kids that they're always on there and it's just bad, bad, bad. But I think there's a lot of good to it too. And, and we should continue to recognize that.
1: I think it allows them to stay connected. I mean, too much of anything can be a bad thing. And, and you know, I, I try to control um, my daughter's social media and, and also what she can put out there and, and what she can't. But she's also an intelligent young woman. And so there has to be a certain level of trust as well. I can't mm. be constantly over her shoulder because what's that also going to say to her? So mm-hmm. I do trust her. I do check in on her and I do make sure that uh, I, I'm i one of her Instagram followers. So I know what's being posted. <laughs> um, so I do pay close attention to it, but um, you know, I do think there has to be a, a bit of a give and take on it.
0: Now you said you love the combination of pictures and words. So I think your Instagram game should be really good. I'm going to check it out and, and I have high expectations. So
1: I think it's the cobbler though. Sometimes like I I do it for, um, I do PR and media for, for, for some other clients. And sometimes you work so hard for them. You come home and you're like, Oh, I'm just beat. (laughs) I probably need to up my game a little bit, honestly.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to try and encourage you there.
1: Thank you.
0: Um, I have another question, and this one is just kind of tagging on to the last stuff. This one is just from me. Um, a, a sporting a- athletic program at a school or a booster club is actually a nonprofit organization. Um, so how can, how can we think of that from a branding and media standpoint possibly, as opposed to just let's raise money for uniforms? I see it as more of an opportunity and an avenue for community connection um, and and maybe to help educate these kids more somehow through sporting, through arts, through cre- through some more creativity, I think there um, can be some more creative ways to to use this as more of a nonprofit, actually, as opposed to just a fundraising avenue for you know uniforms as as the old school would kind of think of it. Um, can you speak to that at all? Do you have any thoughts around that?
1: I, I agree with you. My daughter played um, town softball and you know the kids, both kids did in soccer and, and getting the money from different businesses, the donations for the uniform was, was key, but it's also when you're playing and you're, you have those sports, you're bringing the community together. So it's a wonderful opportunity to bring people Together to celebrate uh, sportsmanship and sports teaches kids so much and they learn they learn their values and they learn right from wrong and they learn how to compete and they learn uh, hopefully learn sportsmanship and then the parents are there and they're interacting with other parents and they're supporting the kids and uh, I think it's all very very positive the kids are getting exercise so I, I feel like it's definitely more than just um, you know a way to to raise money for uniforms it connects us sports connect us
0: cool good to hear good to hear um now i was seeing you at the gym for for some time um more personally what are you doing to stay active now we're all at home like what are you what are you doing what are you up to well
1: i would i'd would give a shout out to brian silfies who has been reaching out to me constantly to make sure that i am working out and i have been working out good. i've been running with the dog So I have a a huge German shepherd who I love.
0: Dogs are so happy right now.
1: Oh my goodness. You know, they are. There must be like, they're just like, you know, you guys aren't going anywhere. And it's funny because I saw a post, somebody put something up and they're like, I finally see, I finally understand like why dogs are so excited when we come home because anytime something new happens in the house now, I'm like really excited about it. (laughs) And then I think they also wrote that they saw a squirrel outside and they barked at it. But, um, so anyway, I've been running with, um, the German shepherd and, uh, and trying to do some things in the basement to, to stay healthy, but definitely it's so critical. And I do find that on the days that I work out and I'm trying to, to do more and more that the stress levels uh, you just feel so much better about yourself and if you can get it done in the morning too i just feel like i have a much better healthier day
0: really sets you up for the day yeah and what about smart strong sassy what is current what's going on with that or what are you thinking about maybe you don't want to give give everything away i don't know what's going on with that
1: so i'm trying to use this as a time to see what people um are interested in what people what Different women or people um, would like to get out of smart, strong, sassy because it's really something that um, I started as kind of a a side um, project because I missed going out and telling stories, and I love interviewing different people. And I I, people are fascinating. Everybody's Mm -hmm. doing such incredible things, and so I love going out and finding someone who I find inspiring and figuring out or getting them to share what makes them tick, and then by putting together a story. Um, and getting that out there, hopefully it's, it's helpful. So um, at this point, we are looking at um, doing more speaking engagements when that's appropriate. Um, might start doing them remotely like this. And then um, down the road, looking at workshops. I, I love the idea of Smart, Strong, Sassy, bringing people together. So I'm looking forward to when we can all go back out and, and see one another, the, of having um, events where we'll have some speakers and um, be able to bring lots of women in to interact with one another and men too, because some people say, "Oh, it's all about women," and and it is geared towards women. But I've had a lot of wonderful men in my life, and I I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for the great men and women. Um, so this is not anything to exclude the guys at all. It just you know pick an audience and um, was was working to you can't you can't be everything to everyone. So just figured I would uh, target this towards a female audience.
0: Of course. And some of us men uh, like me have daughters, so it can be, you know, very important.
1: Yes. And there's lots of wonderful, positive male role models. So um, we're not anti-male. We're just very pro-female, but, you know, we (laughs) certainly love it if the the guys participate too.
0: Love that. All right. Uh, Oh, I wanted to mention, you mentioned wanting to... um, hear from some of your community with the smart strong sassy i asked some people for some questions related to coaching and i thought i'd get like three or four i got like 35 questions and i wonder if you tried that with that with your community i bet you get a lot of really good stuff
1: that's it's a great idea just an idea thank you um i want to start actually right now i i'm hoping to maybe get that going next week and start to be more active with social media. But I really want to ask people if they know someone who uh, has a great story to tell right now, while we're all, um, you know, dealing with COVID-19, is there somebody in your community who inspires you and why is it that they inspire you? And then seeing if if we can find out who they are and what they're doing and how they're dealing with this challenge, because we're all dealing with it in different ways and we're all in our houses and we're all, um, you know, somewhat isolated and it is difficult. So what sort of secrets who's doing what what can I learn from you know perhaps you Jimmy like what are you doing right now and um to kind of get through the day how have you organized your day and everybody has different things that they're doing and again sharing is strength so mm-hmm. by sharing you're making um other people stronger and hopefully you know feeling good in the process.
0: I love that. All right other than smartstrongsassy.com which is a great website by the way um, you, where man. else can people connect with you as we wrap up here?
1: Uh, smartstrongsassy.com. Uh, you can get me on Facebook at Smartstrongsassy. Instagram, Smart Strong Sassy. I did start um, just kind of as a side thing right now with everything that's going on. I launched Sharing a Strength as its own little Facebook page, just okay. for people to share stories uh, during COVID-19. And, you know, if oh. there's helpful information you can post there if there's something you want to share you can post there and then I'm just trying to keep that updated you know occasionally with with things that might be fun or inspiring or helpful so um, those would be where you can get me or you can always get me at tiffanyeddy.com so
0: cool all right handles <laughs> excellent I'm gonna check those out and I'm gonna, maybe I'm gonna share something to the sharing of strength page that sounds fun
1: that'd be great thank you
0: well, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you stay safe and uh, stay in touch.
1: Yeah, it's really, really great to connect with you and uh, certainly miss seeing you at the gym. And I'm so glad that you're doing well with the coaching and the basketball. And, um, you know, always nice to see your face. So thank you.
0: Thank you, Tiffany. Take care.
1: All right. You too. See ya. Right.
0: Bye bye. <laughs>